0: Hi, everybody, this is Sean from the Build Muscle and. Hi, everybody, let's try that again. This is Sean from the Build Muscle and Burn Fat podcast, and I want to welcome you guys back for another episode. And if you've been enjoying these episodes, please help me out by putting a five star review on Apple Podcasts because we want to make sure that everyone starts their 2023 nice and strong because that's the theme that I'm going through with helping people out there who are genuinely going to be trying to do their best and to be honest I really focus these first few episodes of 2023 to help the typical person who's trying to lose body fat, trying to get leaner, trying to get healthier and honestly make better decisions for their life. And I really commend you for doing this and this is the only reason why I'm doing it so all I ask for a return for absolutely nothing, I guess I want to give you the best information possible, is just a five-star review. Anyway, let's get straight into today's episode. So for those of you who don't know me, I've been a personal trainer for 12 years, and the biggest thing that we always try and teach people is nutrition, and this is no doubt the hardest thing that most people do, or struggle with, should I say, because I will get people from all different parts of spectrums from not knowing exactly what to eat to even just going to the extreme routes of cutting everything out including entire food groups and they get really good results for a short period of time but then they don't know how to live their life again and they go back to what they know because of such a highly restrictive diet. Now even for myself, previous bodybuilder, Uh, I always love to teach people the if it fits your macros diet. And to be honest, it, it does work. But once again, it requires so much of a high first step for people who aren't ready. They will struggle. And more than likely, these are the people who have done repetitive diets over and over again only to fail because part of the process of anything is making sure you understand how can you make mistakes that don't seem so severe that you can still move on. And for some reason, when people start to count calories and count macros, they find it impossible, they get overwhelmed, and they just stop it and they don't do it. So I wish you would stick through with it, but right now that's not about that because I'm teaching you a new way to do this without my fitness pal, without any scales, nothing that requires it. But this is something even entirely new to me. This is my 14th year of training, And even saying that, this is now my 12th year as a personal trainer. And I'm still learning something new, which is amazing because it's working. It's actually working really, really well for myself, for my clients that I have as well. And I'm gonna be trying to take this a little bit further, but I'm gonna go through the pros and cons of it, of course, but I'm gonna teach you what it is exactly. Because like everything, there's always a pro, there's always a con, and there's also something in between where it needs to be a little bit better if we can. And that's where I'm going to try and, you know, first of all, figure it out on my own and on myself so that I can teach people, but for the most part, people who are just trying to get that healthier step, that first step, this is an amazing tip that can help you. So, like I said, I'm gonna teach you everything that I can about this because I want you to walk away from these episodes with a, you know, a knowledge base of what you need to do and exactly what you need to do. So first of all, if you don't know, and you can skip this part if you really need to, but foods are grouped into four areas. They're either going to be your proteins, your carbs, your fats. And the fourth one, I'm going to break it down into leafy greens, essentially. Now let's go through that in in depth. Uh, Proteins are going to be things such as your beans, your lentils, which also fit under vegetables, might I add, but also your lean meats. So that's your fish, that's going to be your prawns, it's going to be your chicken breast, chicken thighs, turkey, venison, beef, anything that you can think of that is a lean protein. Now these are obviously essential for you because it keeps you fuller for longer, has amino acid profiles that help you recover from training as well, but it's also great for yourself so that you can keep fuller for longer in the long term when you're dieting down or building muscle as well. You need protein to help you out with that to recover. The next group of things is we've got carbohydrates and you'll find a theme of things when I'm listing it we're really talking about wholesome-based foods, none of this processed stuff. Because processed foods, unfortunately, have become such a big part of our nutrition and our diet at the moment, or part of our um, nutrition and our lifestyle, that if we start to reduce them, or even potentially, say, cut them out, people start talking about, hey, you're on a diet right now. Which is a very interesting way of saying, wow, you're trying to go back to normal? That's abnormal. So have a real real reframe of what we're trying to talk about here. So carbohydrates, this can include your fruits and berries. I try not to put berries in there as too much and we'll talk about this later on. But this also includes your wholesome based carbohydrates from pasta, rice, spaghetti, potatoes, and the list goes on as well. These carbohydrates are going to be really essential for people out there who need energy. And to be honest, everyone needs some sort of energy to help them get through their day, get through their training, recover, or even saying that process information as well. To so carbohydrates, that's your list right there. Fats, fats are gonna be added fats because proteins will more than likely have fats. But when we're talking about added fats, we're talking about avocados, we're talking about nuts, oils, nut butters as well. These are gonna be great for brain function, taste, as well as overall hormone balance as well. So you're probably thinking, Sean, why are you talking about this? Oh, wait, I did. I actually forgot about vegetables, might I add. Vegetables are going to be most likely going to be your less than starchy. So your starchy ones are like your potatoes. But we're talking about leafy greens, even to a certain extent, pumpkins as well. Peas, corn. Now these ones here are going to be essential for vitamins, minerals, as well as fiber. So I gave you a really brief outline about protein, carbs and fats. Now you're probably thinking, Sean, you said this is all about MyFitnessPal, so what does this got to do with anything? So with MyFitnessPal, if anyone has ever used it, when you use MyFitnessPal, you have to enter in your food. And when you're entering in your food, you put in the ingredients. Now if you're using it correctly, you put the ingredients of what you made into it. And that can be quite tedious for people out there because you know you're trying to get things done trying to put in one thing at a time and before you know it it's 20 minutes before you've done it if you've become inefficient for people who are inefficient who are efficient should I say this could take about five minutes or less especially if you're a regular eater now this is why this little technique I'm about to teach you is actually been really useful we actually don't need my fitness pal for this anymore at uh, most you probably need notes on your phone or you just need to make sure you count through them before you eat that day so if you're meal planning this is going to be really really good for you as well and what we're going to do is we're going to start using our protein carbs fats and vegetables counting with only hand measurements instead I know it sounds crazy right this works because at least you're still counting in some sort of measurable form that is reliable now for me in my head I thought this was crazy because what about the actual numeric value I'm a numbers based person I could do a lot of numbers in my head and i'm like okay cool so this is the amount that we need which is the bmr but we need to eat a little bit above that by two or three hundred calories that's amazing right but that works for a certain personality type and for the people who i've worked with this this grace works amazing with bmr and calories and macros and it works only with one certain personality type. but i always struggled with this other personality type who couldn't process numbers or didn't have patience and i said well Now this is actually probably a workaround for it and it still works for people like me because I am a numbers weight person and I'm doing this technique and it works. So let's get into it. So as I mentioned before with the proteins, the lean proteins, we're using a measurement of a palm size. So open up your hand right now just have a look. Where the base of all your fingers meet, this is your palm just before the end of the wrist. This is palm size measurement is a great relation because each person has a different size palm, but it's relation size to its, to your stomach works really well. Now, for a majority, I was thinking in my head, well, that's gonna be for my hand anyway, roughly around 80 grams of protein. We're talking about palm size as well as palm thickness. And for most lean proteins, this is gonna be roughly around 20 to 30 grams of protein. So if I was saying to say this to a person, hey, look, I need you to hit 180 grams of protein, that can sound quite overwhelming. But if I said, hey, look, I usually eat five palm-sized protein servings per day, it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Now, there are downfalls to this part right here, especially when it comes to protein. And the biggest thing is, what about things like protein powders and protein bars? This is where I've been telling people you may need to understand the food label because the whole concept of this palm-sized protein is making sure that you are getting the, roughly around the same size of yield of protein, which is 20 to 30 grams. So if your protein bar has, you know, five grams, probably not worth counting. But if your protein bar has 25 to 30 grams, that's gonna be the reliable amount that you can use for palm size protein counting. But the next downfall, which we're gonna talk about now, is the yield of proteins as well, because certain proteins will have certain amounts of protein-to-carb-fat ratios. Sorry, let me repeat that. Certain amounts of proteins will have different protein-to-fat ratios. And this includes things like bacon. Oh, I love bacon. But pork and bacon and lamb tend to have a one-to-one ratio for proteins and fats, or then potentially a one protein to two fats. For every one gram of protein, there's two fats. And that's not gonna be as beneficial when you're having foods such as maybe potentially beef and chicken, where it's gonna be one protein to less than one ratio of fat. That's right, one gram of protein could potentially be 0.5 grams of fat. This is where it's quite important to still have that basis of knowing calories and macros for each type of protein that you're eating. But this has still been working really well for me. And I've been doing this for about two months now where I've just been counting palm-sized protein servings and my weight has not been as much fluctuated during the December and January periods, which is pretty cool. Now carbohydrates, and I'm gonna go through the baselines of this in the further part of the episode. For carbohydrates, we're using the same thing, but we're using fist size measurements. And I find this quite useful because, hey look, if I told someone, hey, you need to eat six to 10 fist size measurements of carbohydrates, it becomes a little bit easier. Now, of course, you don't go using like fist size measurements of sugar. That's where you still need to make sure you have a food list of foods that you should be eating 80% to 90% of your nutritional diet. And these are going to be your wholesome based foods as we touched on earlier today. Next part we're going to use is fats, because now we're starting to get into the, um, the swing of things, so to speak, or you're starting to understand the pattern here, but with fats, instead of using palms or thumb, so instead of using palms and fists, we're actually going to close our hand and bring out our thumb and we're going to use our thumb size measurements, for fats. This is a really good tool. And it sounds a little bit silly as I look at my thumb, as I record this podcast, it's a really small measurement, but that's how much we're supposed to have. So a thumb size of butter, a thumb size of said creamy sauce. If you're having any foods with that, a thumb size worth of nuts, if you're eating them and potentially that'd be probably four or five almonds. If I'm looking at my little tiny thumb, but this, the reason why is because they have so much more calorie dense compared to proteins and carbs. So as you can realize the foods that we want to eat more of are going to be hand to open palm sizes. So foods want to eat a little bit less than carbohydrates and fats as well. And then we give you goals accordingly. Now the last one that we have is vegetables. I feel like this one here should have been palm size, but it's actually fist size. doesn't really matter. Vegetables. We're looking at a fist size. So just grabbing a fist size or so and pop it into Your plate is how you would do it. Now, I'm going to give you some potential rules that you can use. I'm still, this is my own developed rules, might I add as well without having to work with a consultant. I'm still trying to develop it here and there. But for, I've given people a certain amount of height ranges for protein, carbs, and fats. Mostly for proteins, because I feel like that's the most important one and easiest one to work with. But basically from... Uh, I have to try and actually remember this on top of my head. I did not prepare ahead. Actually, you know what? Pause. So I kind of developed a bit of a system for myself to help people. And this is without consultation. Because as we get into the nitty gritty, things may change more accordingly. But this is something I created on my own. So hopefully it's still working. I'm still testing this. So if you're still using it, or if you are going to start using it, just know it's not perfect just yet. You have been warned. But for up to 120 centimeters in terms of height for a person, we're looking at three to four palm-sized portions of protein per day. For 120 to 150 centimeters in height, we're looking at four to five portions of protein per day. 151 to 180 centimeters—that's five to six portions of protein per day—and then 181 to 210 centimeters or taller, you're looking at six to seven portions of protein per day. Now in my head, I had to calculate this because for every pump size of protein, we're looking at 20 to 30 grams, and this has actually becomes one of the downfalls which I want to talk about right now. Although this is a system that can work for a lot of people, it has its benefits and it has its cons, and I've mentioned a few of these before. One of the definite benefits is that it's you don't have to bring out the scales, and I used to bring my scales out to public while eating and measuring things before I would actually eat, and people would look at me pretty strangely. Now, luckily for me, I was doing this in a group of fans, no 20 to 24. All of us were in that bodybuilding stage and counting macros. I'm like, cool. We're like, cool. This is easy because we don't feel so strange with the people that we are surrounding with. Another benefit to this is that there's no app tracking. You don't have to be typing each little ingredient into MyFitnessPal pal. there's no fidgeting with this. You can actually cook your food, lay it out on your bench as you prep your food and you just grab foods if you want to with your hands or measure it according to your eyes and eyeballing it. Even though the degree is not as specific, it's still going to give you a pretty good chance of understanding how much food you're putting into your body. Now, of course, there are cons, and I've also talked about this too. Food densities is definitely one of the things that people won't understand if they're using these hand-sized portions. So, for example, if I've got a guy who just absolutely loves eating pork and gets pork all the time, and i go, wow, your weight's still going up, are you hitting all your things? I'll go, yeah, well, I am. Well, why is that? And unless there's some sort of tracking method, apart from him going, hey, look, I'm having, you know, five portions of palm-sized proteins every single day, and me investigating even more without looking into the app or food diary, we would need to find out that that person is using pork or let. So that goes into food densities as well as calorie densities. And the next thing is, sometimes we just need some sort of precise and exact measurement, because consistency is going to be really important here. The precise and exact measurement with someone who is fine-tuning, say, their macros I could drop their carbs by 12. I could drop their protein by five. I could drop their, increase their fats by 10, whatever it might be. Now with this way, we would have to actually cut quite a bit of food. We would have to cut potentially three and a half, um, we would have to cut potentially three and a half fist sizes of carbohydrates. But what does that look like? Well, that depends on what food you're using because different types of carbohydrates will have different types of macros and densities to it as well. So it does have its downfalls, but I haven't met anyone just yet who requires it. Would I use this for, you know, in the past when I was a bodybuilding prep coach? Probably not. But for anyone out there who's just trying to get healthier, move a little bit easier, have their clothes fit a little bit better, have their belt not so much tied around their waist and suffocating them when they've gone out in public for a special occasion, this is definitely gonna help them. So I don't know if that helped you. I really hope it did because it's starting to help me and a lot of my clients moving forward and I'm actually starting to get inquiries about nutrition only coaching anyway, not much detail about that. Cause at this point in time, my applications are a bit full, but in the future, this could be something that could help a lot of people. And I'm excited to be able to first experiment in finer detail with myself before I'm confident enough to bring it out. So if you aren't already, just uh, give me a follow on Instagram. That's sean.momentum, sea Momentum. I may potentially be putting a beta testing for a whole bunch of people who are interested in doing nutritional coaching with me, practicing this method right here. It'd be amazing to be able to get to know some of you listeners out there. But that's all I've got for you guys right now. Thank you, everyone. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did talking about it. And uh, have a great day. And hope you are having a great year as well. But by the time you're listening to this, it'll be really close to Chinese New Year. So if you happen to be listening to this after Chinese New Year, I hope you guys have a great Chinese New Year. And uh, as my culture would call it, we will go, Gung Hei Fa Choi. And um, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.